0: Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, episode number 77 on Monday the 3rd of May 2010. My name is Steve Layton and I can do this opening part in my sleep, standing on my head, upside down. Because I've done it 77 times now, 77 episodes, and they said it would never ever last. Sorry, apparently they hoped it would never last, but I'm still going to prove them wrong. Listen, thank you very much for last week's, uh, last week's feedback. Amazing, like the best ever. Um, just great responses, great responses on email as well. Um, I apologise about the sound for last week, uh, and the first comment that Bernard comes up with, is uh, tried to watch it, but the sound was terrible. There's a kind of limit on how much stuff I could take with me and how much stuff I can set up in somebody's coffee shop uh, without them getting very annoyed with me. Um, But definitely trying to improve things. I am working on it. You will see a marked improvement over the coming months. It's going to get tighter. Um, But I felt that last week's one was brilliant. I really enjoyed it. Loved getting the insight of George and Rick's uh, setting up and... um, and yeah, I thought it was great, so really enjoyed it. Uh, I want to keep it tight this week, so I'm going to get straight into the comments. Uh, we've got two coffees we've going to look at this week. One, uh, a cup of excellence from Costa Rica called uh, La Pira And then we've got one from Timor called Cup of Mediocrity. That we're going to find some more about out. So let's get into the comments anyway. So... Bernard, as I said, said about the same. Sorry about that one. Simon Hogg said, really enjoyed this. Uh, I've been favouring brood coffee of late, but this re sparked my interest in espresso. Um, I don't think you're alone there. Um, and does work very well in the AeroPress. Uh, Magnus said, squeezed in another visit for, to Fernandez and Wells uh, and managed to take some back. We'll definitely order a large batch from you. Where's the discount code? The discount code is a little bit below, and it's Silly Stephen. Silly Stephen because I forgot to drop it in and there was no way I was going to re-edit that one to drop in the code so um, yeah I apologise on that Jay Fisher says absolutely love this coffee one of my favourites this year Hugh Hancock coffee's brilliant uh, been, a, been producing amazing shots on his Presso um, that's fantastic really lovely long one there listen Hugh, you I, I have got a mic um, I've actually gone back to my clip on mics today so hopefully the sound will be better we do have a boom mic but that one was with it was with the boom um, which just didn't work well at all. Um, I actually have the CO1U as well here, which uh, I use for, uh, at home for voiceover stuff. So, yeah, listen, thank you very much. Uh, Paul Eagle said, I've always been a snob when it comes to blends, primarily with whiskey, but to some extent with coffee too. Me as well. My mindset of blends there to mask something undesired, but the last three blends, Frosty, UKBC, and Fernandez and Wells, um, have been... Have uh, been a great way of picking up the certain characteristics of beans um, and have changed the way you think about blends. That's awesome, Paul, and, and I agree 100%. I am the biggest snob when it comes to blends, uh, but they are good. They are good. Um, I wouldn't start going to the blended whisky, sir. So. <laughs> Chris Bailey says, one of my favourite coffees so far. Colin M. said, beautiful espresso, can't wait to try it in other brew methods. Uh, Paul S. said, uh, I thought this was okay as an espresso, without blowing me away. Strong, earthy feel on the front end, but it lacked a bit after that. Worked well in milk, though. That's cool. Anthony D. says, took my breath away. Uh, Fruit overwhelmed my mouth in a good way. A taste explosion. Roland Glue said, probably not my favourite coffee of recent weeks. Nice blend, but I I can't get the love I feel for single origin. And there's a lot like that. And I I do love a single estate coffee, uh, Roland. I, I, I am with you there. But... There are times and places for blends, and I certainly think in the commercial environment, there's a lot of a good reason to have a blend, so. Martin said, late comment, but what a great coffee. Forgot to think about descriptors as I was enjoying it so much. Found AeroPress was preferable to Gazier, smoother and fuller. Can't wait for the AeroPress video. It's coming soon. Confused by the double pack this week? Well, all will become clear very, very soon, Martin. Um, and Terry Allen said, a really interesting video. Send wasn't an issue. Well, you are very kind, Terry. Um, uh, I know it can't, it can't be done quickly uh, and easily. Yet. I mean, that's the thing with these is we're chucking these out every week and it is a lot of time on the editing and a lot of time on the recording and I try to do my best with them and, and that's very kind of you to point that out, Terry, and, and I hope that, you know, that some of you can forgive me. Um, and, but thank you for saying it was a good video, Terry. That's really kind. And, uh, yeah, no throat and paper at the screen because I'm not throwing that. So the coffee's gonna talk about, say the Costa Rican and the cup of mediocrity, Timor. So I am going to wrap you on pause. We're going to brew it in a pour over styley. And I will be back in just a minute. Okay, so I'm back. Um, the main mug I'm gonna be using, because I have two this week, is from my uh, lovely kind friend, Malcolm who sent me this, uh, which has come from the Eden Project. I'm going to show you a picture on the screen now, um, where he's just come back from being on holiday. Uh, regular v- viewers will know that Malcolm is always leaving great, insightful comments below. He feedbacks me all of the time on email and quite often phones. And has become a really good friend since started doing these in my mug. So thank you, pal. Much appreciated for the mug and one that I will definitely treasure. Uh, please feel free to send in all mugs, all gifts gratefully received. So we see here the coffee's brewed, it's actually just finished running through, uh, it was the three minute brew, uh, standard Gold Cup parameter standards. Um, we've got two coffees, the first one I'm going to tell you about is from uh, Timor. So always when we get a coffee, we get a sample, we'll cup that coffee and we'll make sure that the coffee is 100% quality, 100% good. I sit here week after week telling you how amazing this coffee is, how lovely that coffee is, how brilliant this one is. But the aim of this week is to show you that you have to kiss a lot of frogs to find a princess. I'm kind of adapting that statement because I know it should be princes, but there's no way I'm kissing any more princes to find great coffee. So I always endeavour to make sure that we have the best from a region and the best quality that we can offer from there. Uh, And we do this for a good reason and this is going to be it. I'm not going to be looking forward to trying this one, but we will, we will, we shall, we shall uh, play through it. So, around 12 months ago, I got offered some of this Timor. Uh, I asked for a sample, uh, but there was no sample to try. I would never, ever normally do this, but blindly I said, "Okay, we'll take the bag." Uh, never tried anything from Timor. So anything very interesting. It came, um, and then we cooked it and decided that this really wasn't good at all. Um, so it sat in the bin just over there in the roastery, uh, marked up, in fact, instead of telling, I'm gonna show you a lid, the lid of the bin. Uh, and yes, it was a very, very bad mistake. Um, it's on the main walk through to the packing side. This is the roastery side, that's the packing side. So every time we walk past it, I'm reminded never to buy coffee blind. And it's kind of been quite a good, little reminder every time you walk past Um, but I've been thinking of a way that we could do something on here that wasn't necessarily with a great coffee uh, and one that we would normally reject uh, one that wouldn't make the grain but wouldn't kind of punish subscribers so what we've done is I've paired it up with an opposite end of the scale in a cup of excellence Um, beware with the tea more I'm going to show you a picture now and these are the stones that we fished out of the roast that we did for, for this. Um, there are stick stones, all sorts of foreign objects in there. Um, please be careful if you're putting it through your grinder, do check it before you run it through. Um, a sign of stones tends to be a good indication that the coffee may not be so good. Now that's not 100% true because we have had some storming coffees that have been really good that have come through with stones in, but they tend to be the ones that are better by look much more than judgement. So. Timor, I'll tell you a bit about the island. It's uh, southern, southern end of Southeast Asia. Um, north of the Timor Sea, uh, it's divided in between East Timor, West Timor and Timor. You have uh, a surface area of, I think it's 11,500 square miles and a population of 2.9 million as of 2005. I can't tell you anything about the coffee, so I'm gonna tell you something about Timor. Um, I'd never tasted anything from there before But from this one, I'm kind of guessing I probably won't. It's just not good at all, um, as we'll find out. The other coffee that we've got to taste is from Costa Rica, and this is called La Pira uh, Tarazú, which is, uh, it finished 11th in 2009 in the Costa Rican Cup of Excellence. Uh, Finishing 11th is a kind of strange place for a Cup of Excellence coffee to finish. Uh, What happens is all the coffees are cupped on the Monday Tuesday. Anything that scores over 84 goes through to Wednesday and Thursday. Wednesday and Thursday, the coffees are cooked again. Anything that scores over 84 at that stage goes forwards to the auction. Any that score under 84 get thrown out. Now, the points are normally really close between places. So, for instance, 11th and 10th can sometimes be 0.1 of a a point between them, or zero point zero one even. Um, But what happens with 10, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, They then go to Friday to be ranked. So the coffee that finished 10th on a Thursday, are you keeping up with me here, could finish first on the Friday and be the winning Cup of Excellence. And just as number 11, if it had sneaked through, could have jumped an awful lot more places. Um, And I'll be quite honest with you, after cupping all of the Costa Rican Cup of Excellences last year, I think this was one of the best And it's quite interesting that you see these 11, 12, 13s that can be very close to making top 10 actually being really stunning coffees. Um, So anyway, a little bit about the farm. Uh, The farm is 50 years old. Uh, It's owned by a guy called Carlos uh, Orinia. And the farm was originally planted by his uh, his father. Uh, Carlos inherited the farm, I think it was around about 15 years ago, and was very keen to do organic processes. But because of the cost of... Uh, organic farming, Uh, has had to return to more traditional methods now, but what he's done is kind of, I I mean nobody likes chemicals, Uh, nobody likes fertilisers being used that shouldn't be used uh, and then what have you, but there are some cases where this has to be done, Uh, you know, unique sets of circumstances in the toar that mean that they have to, uh, they have to do these things, and I think as long as it's done responsibly and it's done, with care for the environment and care for the animals and everything living on the farm, then I think that's a really, it's not a bad thing to use uh, chemicals sparingly. Um, but then on saying that, what they have also done is they've kept some of the unique things. So, for instance, like on La Pira, they've got um, sheep and goats that uh, don't like to eat coffee leaves, but will eat all of the uh, kind of grass and weeds and things that grow up in before. Um, obviously having animals around also means that you have mobile fertiliser disposal units, if that makes sense. Um, and they basically walk around and fertilise the farm. Um, so, you know, they're using chemicals but they're also using organic methods as and where they can, which I think is uh, is a good thing. And the farm is located on the Dota Valley. Um, Tarazu is a very well-known growing region. Um, used to be the growing region in Costa Rica. I think the Ranjo's done an awful lot of good work to raise themselves and, and do a better job, but there still are some great tarazoos um, It's a caturra varietal. Uh, it's grown at an altitude of 1,650 metres. Uh, it's sun-dried, uh, honey process, which is basically a pulp natural in process. Uh, I'm not quite sure why Costa Rica should call it honey and not pulp natural, but hey, um, each their own. Um, but yes, I want to taste some coffees. So first of all, I'm going to start with the Timor. <laughs> I, I want to get rid of the taste of this with, with the Costa Rican, so let's have a snozzer in the bowl moment. Yeah, you know, it smells boring, it smells flat, it gives you a very, very good idea of what's to come. It smells a little bit rubbery and a little bit, kind of, yeah, not, not, not so good. For some people who've commented on Twitter to me, who've received the packs early before I've recorded this, it isn't a Robusta. Um, it's just not a very good coffee. So. <laughs> I and mean, you can smell it straight on the nose. The rubber is massively intense. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not good. It's got earthy. It's a really strange aftertaste. Um, not a very nice coffee, one little bit, is it? Um, quite horrid. <laughs> you know, And there are so many coffees like this. We see these all of the time. We see so many samples like this. Um, and most of the time we just reject them but as you say with this one it was a little bit different Um, a good example of what a bad coffee's like so time for that straight away on the smell you can smell you can actually smell things you know there's a sweetness there's a toffee like caramel sweetness I mean it just smells of big big sweetness so let's dive in Again, straight away, on the smell, you can smell that this is going to be better coffee. Um, And this is what I say about smelling things being really important. It smells sweet, again, you know, the liquor smells sweet as well as the grinds do. So let's... See, now that's much better. It's rounded, it's complete, has a lovely acidity to it, and it's kind of like... When you bite into a fresh green apple and you get that juiciness, you get the juiciness come out in this. But it soon dissipates into this really sweet, kind of just smooth, balanced cup. Um, The acidity's there, but it's not in your face. It doesn't stay around for too long. It gets better. So, there we have it. A really, really good coffee. And a really, really not so good coffee. I'm not picking on this just because this is actually one of the better ones. We see an awful lot worse, but it's just one that I happen to buy and have lying around by mistake. So, listen, thank you very much for joining me again. Thank you very much for the comments. I've been loving the comments of late. It's kind of like really taken off like 15, 16 comments this week. Same last week. It's brilliant. So please, 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 please. Don't be a lurker. Post below. um, And life is too short for bad coffee because I was told by somebody very important.